One Time Run Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Jesse Corey, co-founder and CEO of One Time Run. On November 1st of 2020, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary of publishing, and today I sit down with artist Naturel and his partner, Greg Cummins, to look back at all the projects and life experiences that we have shared over the past decade. Lawrence and Toigu, also known as Naturel, has developed a sharp, futuristic style of triangular illustrations that are a blend of pop and cubism with a surrealist twist. Over the years, his style has attracted celebrity collectors such as Swiss Beats, Rihanna, Spike Lee, and Paul Rosenberg. He worked directly with Jay-Z on apparel designs, and he has also served as creative collaborator for global campaigns ranging from brands like Crooks and Castles to Nike, and as well working with multinational brands like Pepsi and the NBA. Let's listen in on our conversation. Well, it's good to see you guys. You know, I've been work, we're, we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary. We've been working together for nearly a decade. Uh, we've done dozens and dozens of projects and prints together, and um, it's good to, good to see you guys today. Yeah, same here, man. We appreciate you. So uh, today, you know, right now we got Lawrence here, uh, goes by Naturel, and Greg Cummings, who uh, works together with Naturel. And so you guys just tell me a little bit about how how you guys met and how your relationship kind of unfolds and what's the day-to-day look like? Uh, So uh, we met, I don't even know what, it might have been like 2011 or something like that, 2010. Um, You know, back when I was a a freelance designer in New York, uh, my cousin of mine, um, he had a project that was kind of rolling off his plate. And, uh, you know, I decided to kind of step in and, and take it from him because I needed the money. And it turned out to be this leather provisions uh, company. Um, and that was great. And so, you know, like once I, once I got to working with him, I mean, we were just talking about so many different other things other than, you know, the project at hand and his, his brain, um, that, you know, we kind of formed a, uh, this like creative, like type of bond together, you know what I'm saying? And talking about, you know, the scene and stuff like that. And this is around the, the time of like, you know, the Brooklyn Bla- black Ivy movement, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and, he, and I, I, like, I desperately wanted to kind of get into that crowd and to find somebody who was, uh, not only like, you know, in it, he was like an architect to, to, to that whole movement, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like uh, it was kind of that whole uh, older brother type of vibe or whatever, like, set in. And then um, when things started picking up for me, uh, when I moved out of the city, um, I called him because I trusted him, trusted him the most uh, with guidance, you know. So, you know, long story short, you know, it was a project that just never stopped <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, um, uh, from there, like um, our day to day, a lot of people don't know that uh, Greg is like the other creative half of Natural. So, like, where whereas you would think me as an artist, you know, I would sign my name. That's how you know I've been there. But when you see the name as a logo, that's how you know Greg has been there. And um, 
you know, he's often the guy behind the curtain, the guy that's, you know, orchestrating stuff. Like, I mean, he probably talks to you more than I talk to you, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, and, that, and that's the way it is with, like, all of our partners and, and stuff like that or whatever, you know. Um, I like to think for myself, he protects me from, you know, the bureaucracy of things and, you know, how, how crazy stuff gets. But he also, like, protects me from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, or protects them from me, like, and, and vice versa. Like, I, I could get, uh, like, really out of hand with, like, you know, changes or, you know, passion, personality, stuff like that or whatever. And he kind of keeps the, the, the lines of communication clean and, um, you know, keeps me kind of in my seat, you know, so. I mean, Greg, and what is it about your, your guys' business that you find uh, the most challenging but also the most rewarding? Uh, you know what, Find, finding different spaces, one, one of my um, visions would um, just licensing art and using art in different industries was, was figuring out that everybody needs art. I don't care if it's an ad agency with a car or a soda bottle, like we've, we're doing baseball cards, we're like, it's like art fits everywhere so um we've, we've just been able to navigate all these different industries and uh, it, it's been a blessing to have the opportunity uh um you know so, so w- w- with your help one <laughs> <laughs> x run always ha- has been behind us from the from the beginning so that that exposure you know uh, uh, just helps us get to the next step. And it's, it's just been an ongoing thing. We're just blessed to, and happy to just keep getting opportunities to um, extend the art into different uh, areas. And I mean, that's not really something that an artist would think about every day when they go to create, like, where do we find new opportunities? I remember one time we had uh, uh, an exhibition that we did together in New York. And at that time, um, uh, it's a Playboy series exhibition and, and you had multiple um, ad campaigns running on subways. I think mm-hmm. there was a Mountain Dew campaign and there was uh, the, the alcohol hypnotic mm-hmm. campaign. And it was like I was riding the subway from where I was staying to the to the exhibition of Naturel's artwork at a gallery mm-hmm. and seeing mm-hmm. his art, you know, on these products and in the mm-hmm. stores. I thought it was like, wow, it's like really it all come together. And so as an artist, he can work on his art and, and you're working on these other uh, more complicated things. And actually, it's like uh, we do some agency work and you know, the back and forth is sometimes it's not really v- that much fun, you know, and so like, an artist doesn't really want to do that. Right. But I think it's just part of the brand, the brand building process, like just finding uh, finding other audiences and how you connect with other 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 audiences. I mean, there's nothing cool. I mean, nothing bad with just focusing on one 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 me- one medium. Um, no knock against that, but I just think there, you know, the different uh, levels and the more exposure you can get, however you can get it. I don't see it as a bad thing. <laughs> and, you know, Lawrence, uh, talk about like, I want to talk about publishing a little bit because um, I remember and we, we have talked a lot about it and, and we talked a, a lot about the theories and stuff. We did um, the Picasso Biggie print. Yeah, um, that was one of the first prints that we did. Uh, it w- it exploded. It it, it it went up in value uh, it, really really quickly. Um, we could have sold you know two or three times more of them um, because of the of the excitement behind it. And you guys made um, uh, a track uh, with the Picasso Biggie sample in it. 
Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so like, it was not just like the, the, the art print, but it was something bigger because you guys applied music to it. Um, that was the first time that we all saw like a really, really big, like high volume sales. We thought it was biggie so we could push the numbers on it a little bit, but how did that experience kind of change your, the way that you kind of um, thought about art prints or publishing? Man. Um, okay. So if you think uh, this is how, this is how like pivotal, you know, our, our partnership became to us or whatever, like, you know, we were selling, you know, selling out of an edition of 23, maybe twice a week or once a week on our site. And uh, you know, the minute, you know, Greg called, he gave me like a random call. He was like, Hey, you know, do you have anything laying around, you know, we could put through, you know, their site or whatever and just see, you know, see what they're worth, you know? And so like, I look around and, uh, you know, I had stuff hanging on my wall and I was like, I never put that one out, you know, just, just put that one out, gave it to y'all. And I think like, a, like as soon as we released it, it was just, it I mean, the, it opened our eyes to how much the bandwidth could get opened up, you know, like how much, how, how many people we could reach. Um, and it was everything. Like from there, we went from, you know, say like a high school type of, you know, thing or whatever to going to Detroit and signing the, the stuff. Or whatever. I, like I equated to going to college, you know what I'm saying? Like all the stuff that you you walked us through in, in, in the, the studio, um, seeing artists that, that have done it before and doing like, it, it was this quick type of, um, learning lesson of like, Hey man, like you, you got what it takes, but here's it on a grand scale, or this is what it can be, you know? Um, and so from there, like, it was just this awakening of, you know, processing and awakening awakening of us coming to the market a marketplace you know for the first time and you know you guys were integral in teaching us that you know people want it you know people want and need art in their life you know so you know thank you and thank everybody that you know what I'm saying worked on it it was it was something that was just tremendous to us you know what I'm saying like you know uh we was we got the same it's yeah. the same on our end, right? Because we we are we're a platform. Without artists, we're just a blank page, right? And so we need people with you know that are that have come up with new ideas or new approaches um, and bring those to an audience and and make it exciting. That's like essentially what it was. But I remember also like one of the key things is like um, a good friend of mine, Jeremy Deputat, is a photographer, and I was like, boom, let's get some mm-hmm. let's get some new photos. Yeah. And I think that's a part of it too. It's like, it's the art. It's also having, you know, some uh, process photos. It's having, yeah. it's feeling real and understanding who you are mm-hmm. um, and telling the story. And I mean, we've gone on to do murals, uh, art fairs, art shows. Like, I mean, I just, it, we, we've been on a tear for a really long time. I can't quite remember uh, when we started, maybe 2013, 2014, um, mm-hmm. the first print release, but it's always been, a real blessing to watch uh, your growth and um, and even learning recently about your growth in other foreign markets like China right. and seeing how you know that I mean they're still maybe American brands but um, they're definitely Chinese agencies and and foreign agencies um, that you're working with so 
Um, and also, I think that, you know, everybody's really excited is about the Top 2020 project, which you've been one of those artists. Yeah. And uh, recently saw that you were one of the top 10 selling um, uh, artists in that. And what was it? 40,000 units? Yeah. Published like, that? Above, like 40,000 plus. It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> that's going from selling 40 art for 23 art prints to 40,000 yeah. baseball cards. Like, yeah. I mean, um, it's cool to see that. And so, I mean, maybe Greg can give us some insight about, you know, you know, kind of like the baby steps. And I think, look, it's always crawl before you ball, right? Like today's toy yeah. is tomorrow's king. You're like, mm -hmm. I've never disregarded anybody's as, as a creative because I know, know who is going to rise up and, and I think for part of our platform at one time run is to make sure that we're, we're not only, you know, providing um, a, an opportunity for or a resource for established artists or mid-career artists, but also like the emerging artists. Because like, who's going to be the next natural? Like, I think I may have found him today, you know, or, if, or he's going to be there tomorrow or she. Or, yeah, you guys, or they, you guys definitely had this like Apollo type of, uh, you know, feeling to your to your platform you know like it it's definitely something where um you know when we first started working together um it was one of those things where it's just like do do we just kind of hang back and let it you know let it do its thing or do we push and try to become more involved and um and see where this thing could go and like just being able to kind of go like i've learned there's been, there's been plenty of times where I would hop on a plane thinking something, thinking one thing, you know what I mean? And be like, I'm going to get there, I'm going to do this thing. And then the minute, you know, we touch down and within the first two hours or whatever, like, it's different. It's like, hey, uh, you know, just push the plane ticket back or whatever, you know what I'm saying? We're going to do this thing and then we're going to figure out this and it grows into something totally different. You know, the brain trust that you guys have um, been able to kind of uh, bless us with you know what I'm saying? Like definitely contributed to the to the growth that everybody sees. There's no natural without a one X, you know. But um, you know, and I, I just hope that that blessing or whatever is, it has been passed down to, you know, other creatives. Um, because like it never was something that felt exclusive to me when I when I got there. I felt like, you know, jumping into it like with the stacks and everything, uh seeing all these artists and stuff like that. Um I felt like, you know, being part of a, um, a whole movement and you guys have definitely been the conduit for that type of thing. Um, so yeah, you have this, uh, Apollo type of, uh, feel, you know, and the public speaks. Right. And I think it's, it's like, it's really easy. Like we don't, I mean, we've released prints, um, that have underperformed, you know, it's normal. And I always look at it like music, you know, and I, and Greg, you know, has been, kind of peripherally around the music business this whole life too. And and I always look at it like these are these are albums that we put out, whether they're art shows or collections or and not every song on every album, you know, people remember and you know, some albums are complete flops. And but I think as a as an artist or as a creative or or as a publisher or a label, like you kind of don't know until you bring it to to the public whether it's gonna be you know, well, well, well received, or maybe, you know, maybe they just don't like mm -hmm. it, or we missed the mark on that. Um, but I, I mean, I think that's a really cool opportunity for us, like you and I and, and our teams to continue to kind of find opportunities to, to flourish. And I think with, uh, with what, what you've been able to accomplish um, thus far in your career is, um, 
it's so magical to watch. And it's, um, and it's been such a pleasure to see how you've been able to um, go from, you know, selling some prints to doing full, full on art shows to now, like, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's a brand and a business. Um, so maybe Greg can just tell us a little bit about like maybe what you guys have been working on, what you're up to, uh, what's next, uh, oh, and, uh, and what, the, what you maybe can't talk about. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. This, this year was just so crazy. Like we had plans on um, uh, going to China to do a deal with uh, a, a, a big sneaker brand out there. And COVID just shut that down. Like we were like we were we were hyped and excited about the deal. But then ever I mean, the rug got pulled from underneath everybody um but then some good stuff started happening um starting with um uh we, well, we we did our group uh group thing that gave gave some energy to uh okay like let's 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 keep this print publishing thing going that led to the uh the nba thing that we did um that was good that was good <laughs> what was the uh, give me some more feedback on the nba project oh um the the print that we did the um the oh jordan, the jordan the, series the, yeah the, yeah the jordan the last dance. Like, that was that was a lot of energy and momentum uh for us to um to keep things going and then the tops thing happened after after that and the tops thing I don't think anybody expected it to be the success that it, it was. Um, but yeah, some of the cards just went viral and then um, the audience expanded even, e even, even more. So um, right now we got, some, we got some stuff uh, in the works with um, Foot Locker. Can't, talk about the other brands, but something really big with Foot Locker is on the way. <laughs> um some exclusive apparel through them by natural with with with, with some other collabs and um we're, we're actually doing a clothing line for the nba mm. um, so that nice. that 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 should that should be interesting like uh basketball inspired apparel um and, and we've been know. kicking around this jersey idea too, and and, yeah. and hopefully we'll be able to get some prototyping on the jersey mm -hmm. by the end of the year. And and I think when we look at like in the tops project, I think like you're right. Like okay, so uh, you you know you guys drop in editions of twenty three on your own website. Boom, that's an audience, right? You got Instagram followers. They're coming off Instagram. They're buying from your website. You got fans, and fans are turning into collectors. You got. 30 collectors, you got 23 collectors, you got 46, you know, you got a couple more and you got a hundred. Now you got 200 and then boom, we do a print and we sell a couple hundred of them. And now, you know, I think there's, you know, several thousand people that have bought Naturals artwork um, through our platform. And then that's several thousand, that's not tens of thousands. Yeah. And so how do you think, um, Lawrence, how do you think that this is going to affect like next year and the year after that, considering that, there's all those people that have that card like sitting right. on their desk. Yeah. Part of their environment for, for what is it? 20 bucks. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, definitely living with an object um, is, is, is a constant reminder of that person's world existing too. 
you know it, it, it's a reminder to to whoever owns it which is a great thing you know um and always kind of like coming from a fine art perspective and having the integrity of like making a piece with the intent that somebody is going to be the steward of this piece you know what i'm saying like i feel like doing that and and having that integrity with whether or not there's one of them or 40,000 of them you know like it definitely will and should speak volumes when you step out there in the marketplace and sell them something that comes from a true and honest place right so i think it's it's great you know like the band like the bandwidth just opening up further and more with more uh advocates and people who um, are enjoying, I guess, the, the process and what they've seen and the objects that we do put out there, you know, like it's, um, I think it's it's cool. Like it's going to get in the hands of kids that are going to do, you know, like become artists and uh, flourish on their own and, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's plenty of uh, objects that have come uh, across um, my path that, that put me in a particular mind frame to do something um, remarkable, you know? And I feel like if I could contribute to that, you know, and give back to that circle of inspiration or whatever, I think it's great. But, um, but definitely, like, I, I think what it does for, for me as an artist and for us as a creative group is it unlocks doors, right? It unlocks the, the, the possibilities. So, like, the hours that you guys spend on the phone and on email and negotiating deals and talking to certain people um, to, to push an idea through, you know, like it becomes easier when more people know about it and more people know that you exist and know the track record. And so like what those little things do, you know, you can look at it side eye all you want from a, from a, from a collector standpoint and be like, Oh, he's doing this. And then his stuff isn't worth X, Y, and Z. Well, we just got the keys to, 40,000 homes, you know what I'm saying? So now, like, we can push this bigger idea through and warrant it, you know what I'm saying, to, to be able to, to expand the palette, right? Because that, all, that, all that is is, uh, I think I always go back, when, when, I'm, when I'm thinking about an idea, I always go back to what you say. Like, um, you, you, you said one time to me, um, it's always about uh, the viewer, when you consider the viewer, um, this, this moment of suspended animation, right? This, what is this? What, what, what am I looking at? Like, all, like this awe-inspiring like, type of, you know, moment when you first see something. And um, that's, that has no prerequisite, right? It could be a baseball card. It could be a shirt. It could be a painting. It could be a, a sculpture in gold. It could be everything. Um, but all that does, all the, the, the expanding the bandwidth and getting in, in, in front of all the, the, you know, massive people, it just helps us with our case and helps open up doors. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, um, I always thought about it like this. Like, I gave, like, the most important people in my business career were my landlords, because <laughs> they gave me space, right? Like yeah, yeah. without a landlord that give me like lease me a spot, and I'm not never paid premium rates in high traffic areas. They always took a shot on this ideas that we had. I want to open an art gallery, you know, I want to open a boutique, whatever it was. And I always thought that, and and I think about that more. And what was that? That was distribution. It allowed me to get people to walk by my place and walk in. That's yeah. distribution, right? And so yeah. I think what we're saying is like, again, it's like, you know you're a distribution platform, we're a distribution platform, 
you know, um, putting billboards and subways a distribution platform. But that, again, is fleeting. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. It's promoting an idea that's in the moment, not in the future. But when you talk about like these small ops, ob- objects, um, you know, that's, I think, where it says like, boom, I mean, I have some of the cards. I hold them. I feel them. You know, they're in the plastic case. You don't ever actually touch it. Yeah. Um, it's cool. You know, it's like it's in there. It's encapsulated. Um, and I think you're right. These uh, these doors are going to are going to be really important. I think as an artist, uh, the one thing that I that I learned from Glenn Barr, who we've worked with, you know, even before we started One Time Run, was that this is the rest of your life. Yeah. This is your career. Like, you know, it's not a, this is not today. This is not tomorrow. Like, what can I do in the next year? This is like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? I've chosen this path. And I think the more people, like every time you publish a book, Glenn published many, that was more distribution, right? More, more getting in more doors. Um, and I think that's what's really um, cool to see. And like Greg says, how art is really can be in any medium. I know everybody needs art. And I think even through COVID, we've all learned that creators and makers um, give a sense of humanity to us yeah, when we're locked essentials. in. Essentials. <laughs> yeah, we're the, yeah, we're the essentials, right? In, in regards to, you know, feeling... Keeping people sane. <laughs> keeping, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, what do you, you know, what are your thoughts on that, Greg? Oh, yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a fact. It, it, um, I guess by, by stroke of luck, like uh, a lot of creatives have um, done well, people that were... Um, uh, focused on social media and like uh, online sales and stuff like that. It, you know, it was just designed for, you know, people, people with those setups to do well, because um, uh, it was like online shopping became a form of entertainment, a distraction, a, 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 and which is a good thing nowadays. So a, a lot of people did, did, did really well this year, despite, you know, retail being closed and uh uh just found you know service industry be, the service industry is disrupted you know yeah, yeah. Um, but the creative industry i think has been again because i think it's been a real flat situation mm-hmm. where it's like you have a following your following is engaged um i believe right now that instagram's algorithm is working great for creators and makers and entrepreneurs and small businesses Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's the, I mean, you're getting to the right people and those people are engaged. And so I think, and that's how, like, as much as like, there's so so much negative stuff that happens with Facebook or when the algorithm changed and whatever it was, 2016, it's like right now, like, this is the lifeblood for makers and maybe they turn the switch on. I'm not sure. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even trying to order a screen print from a company that makes screen prints for artists they're booked months in advance so um because the demand is so high and i think with having a partnership like you guys did with tops it was kind of a a perfect storm for for um expanding the market and i think that's so key on Mm -hmm. um our industry as a growth because we're not in we're in the creating market but we're in the collectibles market right like um because of the value and the love and the intention that we put into these products, they carry a value beyond the actual commodified medium that it's put on like paper, you know? And so as we continue to kind of grow here, I think um, we'll see uh, some real, real potential to have really expanded um, fan bases. And I think merchandise and stuff like that, that we've all kind of 
touched around on and never, we never really said like, we're going to get in the um, streetwear business or merchandising business. Cause we know that's as tough of a business as any, mm-hmm. but now it's, it's, the, it's, saying, the, it's the merging of, of, of worlds where, 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 where the magic happens. I think tops kind of touched on something with the, with the sport, sports, sports and art, and you know, you have the same thing with it with like uh, sports and music or music and art. When it when it's done right and executed well, like you know, just bringing two worlds together. That uh, you know, each side, each side is like, wow, I'm glad I found this. Yeah, and we're in like, we're we're in a, a collectible culture. Like mm-hmm. this is the the, the, the culture of, of, of pop culture now. It, it it is the collectible part. It's it's the it's bringing that collector. Whether you're collecting, you know, shoe shoes or you know clothes, art, pins, whatever it is, you know, like um, there's a lot of focus in on you know what the how rare or how special you know a particular thing is, and being using that as like a, a um, you know, using that as a platform or a conduit, a vessel for for art. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's Drop definitely it done. <laughs> it's the it's the newest thing. You know, it is and it isn't right because I mean I collected baseball cards when I was a kid and they are value. You know, but I think now it's like I think with e-commerce being like you know out of the box, you can put up a website and sell a product like no time with like a big cartel or something like that. Right. It's like now you can be the collectibles maker. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the, it's like, it's like, it's, it's expanded where like anybody can be, it's like how much intention you put into it and the story that you put into it, because, you know, it's transfer of story. It's a transfer of idea ideas. Um, and, uh, and I think that's, you know, I, I mean, I've thought about this long and hard the last couple months I think we're standing at the precipice of a major, major collectibles movement. Um, and you have, I mean, you see it like with the stock X's and the cause drops and I mean, cause is not new to making drops. They're more harder, harder to get. And they're flipping very, very quickly through these multi-million dollar, uh, you know, billion dollar evaluation companies um, are now there in the market to provide a, a marketplace for flipping collectibles. Um, eBay, it was just kind of the catch all for flipping. Um, and so, I mean, maybe you guys could talk about your experience with like secondary market and people flipping and, um, and even more so I'm, I'm interested in bootlegging, you know, and, and appropriation, you know, because I think those are touchy subjects. Um, and, and so, I mean, you know, what, what is, what is kind of your take on that? Yeah, I mean, you 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 can't stop the uh, the whole um, su- su- supply and demand thing go- going wrong. Um, uh, from from a collector's st- standpoint, not a maker's standpoint. As a, as as a maker, I always want it to be a, cr- a crazy demand. But as a collector, sometimes um, it is a little frustrating with the exclusivity and not be. It's part of the chase, but. Sometimes the, um, I guess the premium gets to be a little crazy. Like I'm not, I'm no longer willing to do so. Like as a platform, they got to figure out more balance how to, sometimes I think like exclusivity and um, the the limited stuff kind of like, sometimes it goes too far um, uh, as far as like, uh, like, 
you know, what are, what are you willing to do to, to, to get this um, sculpture or this pair of shoes or even a, a, a watch for that, <laughs> for, for that yeah, man? You know I mean, I, I think that adds to the texture of, of like the culture, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like one of the, one of the, 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 the best things to do when you go down to Basel is hear about all the wild stuff that's going down in Basel, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, there's, there's, there's a, uh, you know, this, this artist doing this thing and that artist doing that. And, you know, and that becomes like this, this, this uh, comment, you know, worthy type of remarkable thing. And I think, you know, collector um, with the consumerism and then the drops and the collecting and stuff like that or whatever. Yeah. You're going to get some stuff that's just outlandish, you know, um, mm. that gives a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, texture and pushes the envelope of what you could what, what you could do um and that's the that's where it's fun where you have like this uh, the chase. yeah <laughs> you have this 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 luxurious thing paired up with this super tacky thing and then it becomes this amalgamation of like awesomeness you know what i'm saying like and i feel like um that's where the art comes in that's where like the the state the art statement and what you feel and how you feel and how does it make you feel? And, and then, you know, fast forward 10 years later, it's going to be, that moment is going to be in a museum because it was part of our time. Right. Um, and it tells a story about like, you know, where, where our collective, uh, you know, mind was at that particular time. So like, you know, with us, yeah, like it all started with, um, you know, the Jeff Staples of the world going to Japan and, and finding uh, out that they covet Nikes more than we do. And then finding the whole, you know, the, how do we get them pairs and stuff like that. It went from that to this now, where like there are Fortune 500 companies that are behind some of the biggest platforms to drop these hot items, right? Um, these exclusive items that, that give creative folks like myself chances to do fun things, you know, um, and colorful things. So like, I, I just feel like, I, I feel you're right. Like it's gonna, it's only gonna go get even crazier. Right. Um, and it's I'm here to get more intense. Yeah. And I'm here for like, you know, how, how it is. I mean, if, if Andy Warhol went and defined like a whole movement by doing, by commenting on like, consumerism right of like the the grocery store you know and how outlandish stuff looked in there like that's what this is this is that times like a thousand you know like so um i I'm, i love to see uh more artists jump into like a, a collectible or a merchandising thing a drop thing a collaborative thing like whatever it is like i want to see more and more creatives that that are creating true fine art, you know, like real fine art, come in and, and, and breathe life onto regular products, you know? So. And you'll see that. I think that you're, you, we've already seen it and I will continue to see it is that, and I think that you guys are kind of, you know, part of that stream is that, you know, major brands wanting to do collaborations with artists. It's nothing really that new. Um, but I think what's so cool about it is it's creating an industry, right? And it's, it's creating jobs um, and it creates opportunities. Um, it creates uh, diversification and wealth. 
You know, I think it's like, you know, it doesn't matter who you are or where you live. Like if you've got a good story and some good in a, in a decent amount of marketing or not marketing, but storytelling of your own storytelling to grow a social media following, you can have a business anywhere in the world. And as long as you can get to a post office and ship the products that you can make, um, I think simply like, you know, um, picking up a, a can of spray paint and cutting some stencils and telling a story through it. Um, you know, you could create a, a job for yourself with a PayPal account. I mean, it's, it's, it's like so amazing that you don't, you don't have to go like I'm from Detroit, right? We don't have to, my, my whole thing was my dad was like, you want to get the job at the factory after you graduated school? And I was like, hell no. Yeah, all you need is one of these to run a business. Yeah, the, wild part, the wild part is you became, you became the factory, right? <laughs> so, you know. I guess little, so. I mean, it's in the blood, I guess. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you, that, that the, the, the ability to put things out, the ability to, 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 to wake up and have an idea and say, hey, this would be dope. This would be cool. Like, who can you call to make this thing happen? Right? Um, that is, I, like, I wish that on every creative that ever tries to step forward in, 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 in an art world, you know what I'm saying? Like, that you could wake up and try to give life to something or whatever, you know, like one of your ideas. That's your platform plus, like, other platforms that we've been able to, to, to have, find success on or whatever. They, they've been they've been able to give us that opportunity day in day out, you know. And those are one of, that, that's one of the things that I'm in awe of, you know, like consistently. Do you think like I'm just thinking out of phrases, but you know, I feel like when we did, you know, we did a, like a, some of the art fairs in Miami, and you know, we kind of were like running on like natural as a celebrity right? And artist as a celebrity. Obviously there's artists are celebrities and there's a whole kind of celebrity appeal to it. Um, but now with like being kind of like no travel restrictions, mm -hmm. like, and there's no, you don't have to be anywhere. I mean, obviously do some virtual stuff like, like these kind of conversations, but do you feel like, how do you feel like that you don't really have to go out there and be like natural, like you could just be like with your family at home, like that transition for you. Oh man, it's it's uh, I'm, when it's over. Best of luck to y'all to get me out of here, man. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm like the biggest homebody. Like Greg is the one that need to be out in the streets. Like he need, he needs to get cut loose. Like every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Like me, like it's hard to get me on a plane. It's hard to get me out of the house. Like I love creating from the living room. I love creating from everyday life, like my life, right? Because um. It was one of those things that I'm, and I'm still, I'm still uh, uncomfortable and 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 trying to, you know, figure out what it really means is um is is dealing with the is dealing with like people knowing who you are or people knowing what you do and uh, people having access to you and you needing to show up to be a particular thing, right? Um, it's it's one of those shock uh you know types of things or whatever where like you you grind for so long you know without being in the in the in the light and then one or two or three moves happen or whatever and then now a lot of people know who you are right and that's a blessing right and it's put it's it's paid our bills it's 
it's allowed us to do all these things. And I'm, I'm super thankful for that, but it comes at a cost, right? Like success always comes with a cost. And, um, one of the hard lessons that I learned from you during, you know, during that time in New York was it, it's more than just you, you know, like natural might be the name, you know what I'm saying? But there's so many people that are putting things behind and pushing this, this, this name and this idea that it's bigger than you. Right. And I always found comfort after that, um, that time, like, uh, realizing that I found a lot of comfort. It, it let me release like a lot of things, a lot of baggage, a lot of tense um, inadequacies and, and, and stresses and pressures or whatever, you know, like, because it's not all in you. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, uh, uh, I'm definitely a bullpen. I came from the bullpen uh, world, you know, like I came from working on a, on a team. I was one of those art directors that, that uh, led by example, you know, um, staying after, putting people's unfinished work on, on my plate and finishing that up or whatever. Like I was always that bullpen lead by example guy. So come in to be, in, you know, in, in the focus or whatever, where you're, you're in this weird place, you know, um, celebrity or whatever, like whatever you call that space, it's, it couldn't be further from like, you know, from being comfortable at all. And, um, it's, it's, I love being able to create from a silent place, <laughs> like, you know, which is why I don't really uh, put, put personal stuff out there like that. Um, but I, you know, like I, I feel that being, um, being in a place that's, that's home uh, is definitely conducive to my best work, right? Mm. Like, um, you could have me out there on the road for like a week or, or a month or something like that. But like, I'm always, I always need to, to come back to, uh, you know, home, you know, my family's everything. And, uh, I just don't, I, I don't like, um, it, it, it makes me nervous. Like those, uh, having to show up to be natural, you know, um, totally. as opposed to, you know, you call me Lawrence or whatever. And that's great. Like I feel comfortable, you know? Um, it's one of those things that, 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 you know, I'm still fighting with and figuring out how to, how to be the best version of that possible, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's deep. I mean, and I think, you know, just in reference to New York, we had the show and, you know, we just had, we just were, we're not seeing eye to eye on, on a certain things. And, and I think you grow through your adversity. And I think we grew through that situation to learn more about ourselves and about, you know, how much we're putting into these projects. Um, and I think it was a good opportunity for us to be like super self-reflective. Um, and I think we did that. And I, I think the challenge is as we kind of go through 10 years, right. So we're celebrating 10 years. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's so many golden moments and um, and sharing this chat with you and, and Greg, because we know each other. Yeah. Like we know each other well. Um, and, you know, I think my moral of the story would be, you know, is the perseverance that we've been able to persevere as a group through all the life changes and um, all of that has been the, the real kind of constant that goes through 
our my whole story here at One Time Run is that uh, you know we've always been here. We continue to move on, move forward, and and to do great projects and to inspire, um, and we do it together. Yeah, and we do it through the most difficult circumstances because art is emotional. Mm-hmm. But I think more than that, it's like uh, disappointment is emotional and success is emotional. And, you know, learning about how to go about these relationships and, and, and working together so closely as we do when we're creating together, it's way different than, you know, work for hire agency stuff. Like we're in the trenches with our hearts on the table. And, um, and I think that's, to me, the most rewarding um, and as I continue to kind of mature, um, learning that, um, that those experiences is really what, uh, makes it special to share a relationship with somebody like you guys. And, and I think Greg has been, like you said, me and Greg talk quite often. We talk about things, um, not relating to, um, even the natural business. And, and Greg can tell you that, um, this year, uh, he, uh, produced, uh, curated actually the, um, our Black History Month series. And, and Greg, tell us a little bit about that. I know, I know we talked about it before, but like it, it speaks, net, it speaks, um, I was calling you natural, but it speaks to uh, our relationship as individuals and not just with the brand and okay. how much we enjoyed, you know, all these successes and, and how Greg comes up with an idea. And I'm like, I want to get behind that. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. Um, that, that was really, um, a special, uh, a special moment. I'm big on, um, trying to, trying to help other people. Uh, um, uh, natural, well, Ella, Ella tell you, tell you about this, but one of the, um, the, before I go to sleep, there's three things I ask myself is, uh, one, did I learn anything? Two, did I help anybody? And three, did I make any money? <laughs> so the, um, support of, every night, you know, and, Huh? Every night? Every night. <laughs> if I did not if I did none, that was a bad day. But you know, ho- hopefully one of the three or all three all three was a really good day. So um with you know other 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 artists just trying to help them connect the dots, it always comes back and just keeps things going on a you know on the community level. Um just 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 trying to give them some of the opportunities that I know are, are available. And I'll always be grateful for you lending the platform to uh, help the other guys expand their reach. Because sometimes that's all it, all it takes is uh, a new, a new hundred super fans and they can build a business off of that. And that, uh, you know, we, we might take it lightly, but that's a change in someone's life. <laughs> yeah, a lot a lot of it's like uh, you know, passing the ball, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if there's an opportunity that we can't get to or um, you know, if there's something that that comes across that's not necessarily like uh a fit for what we're doing, you know, passing the ball off to somebody who we've met, who we've interacted with, we believe in, you know what I'm saying? Like it's definitely one of those things that uh, you know, we're always looking to do, you know. Um because we get the same energy from other people too, you know? And so one of those things, uh, we've always kind of, and this always been Greg's uh, thing was like, you know, group shows and 
um, involving the community and trying to figure out how to do these uh, compilation albums, right? And, um, you know, like he's, he, he comes from the world of working with, with artists and being the conduit for those things or whatever. So like, you know, if we're given the keys to any path or whatever, like I, you know, it, don't just keep it locked up in the, in, you know, in the drawer or whatever, like, you know, disseminate them and then make pass them the, pass the plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys um, taking time to, you know, talk with me. Uh, it's good to share and reminisce on some stories, um, you know, some bruises and some successes. And, and I think um, it's been a really, really awesome opportunity to, um, to continue collaborating with you guys. Um, 10 years, who would have thought? Um, had no idea, you know, we, we released our first art print out of the back of our small little gallery and, you know, you showed up in Detroit, you were so gracious. Uh, we went on to do a lot of really, really important projects, milestones for us as individuals. Look, we, we, you know. I've done, and we did, your staff taught me how to paint. I mean, I, I went to art school, I know how to paint or whatever, but the, the, the process that, you know, we use now is all birthed out of, uh, you know, the, the, the assistants, you know, um, Jesse Castle and, and, and you yeah. and like everybody else who we shared spaces with. Uh, oh, that's because of shout out to F1. <laughs> yeah. There he is. I was like, how did, how did we meet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, like the we just finished a a, a huge mural, um, not too long ago. Like maybe it was last week, and you know, I remember doing our first mural with with you guys. You guys teaching us how to, you know, the lay of the land. Um, There's so many things that that's why I equated to like graduate school, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things that we've learned. Uh, through graduating from the school of one-time run. It, nice, you know, nice. <laughs> um, it's invaluable. And, like, if it, it, it's been crazy. And I can't wait. I feel like we're just getting started, so I can't wait for the next 10 years, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, um, you know, put together this collection with you guys um, for the November drop. And um, obviously we had some good drops this year with The Last Stand. And, um, you know, I think that we could look for some more – I mean, you know, in all honesty, I think you're right. Sports and art, I think it's where it's at. And I think 2021, we're going to see a lot more of that. So um, thanks for joining me, you guys, today. And uh, we'll look forward to your drop coming up here in the next week or so. Uh, thank you. The One Time Run Podcast is produced and edited by Connor Anderson. And our music was composed by Des Andres. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.